Welcome to The Scoop. I'm Dinah Jansen. In this segment, we're sitting down with Matt Salton, Executive Director of Real It Queer Film Festival, celebrating its 23rd year of independent queer cinema right here in Kingston in the coming weeks. Welcome back to CFRC, Matt. It's such a pleasure to have you back. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me, Dinah. I so appreciate it. And it's great to see you, even though we're virtual at the moment. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do at Real Out. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I started um, as a volunteer um, way back in, I think, 2000. Um, I saw the first Real Out Festival um, at the screening room, and um, it was so cool to see myself represented in the films. And it's just was at that time that you didn't see a lot of LGBT representation. And when you did, it was usually like, you know, some comedic relief where it was just like um, extraordinarily effeminate person or, you know, a serial killer. <laughs> so oh. uh, it, was, there, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was sort of like there was, there were no real characters represented mm. on film. So it was like, and, and it was the first time I had seen an experimental film and, you know, one of the first times I'd ever seen, you know, um, a foreign film uh, on the big screen. So it, it really felt like a cultural awakening for me. And I had, you know, been an activist and uh, an aspiring filmmaker at that time. So like, it was like my chocolate meets peanut butter moment. So um, I went up to Marnie McDermott, who was the sort of the the birth mother of of uh, of Real Out, and asked her if I could be, you know, a volunteer in some capacity. And she said, "Yes, we're we're a collective. You know, we we don't know what we're doing. We're we're learning as we go, and and you know, feel free to join the madness." And I've been involved ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still mad. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> Indeed. Amazing. What a great story. Uh, okay. So, and so many years, this is the 23rd year, if I'm correct, uh, for the film festival itself. Tell us about this year's theme, international points of view and its goals. Sure. Well, we always aim to have a theme. Um, sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't happen, but um, it, you know, our process is, you know, we have a programming committee and it, they're, you know, they're anywhere from about 12 to 20 people um, who actually watch all of the submissions that come in um, from, say, you know, usually early summer, late spring, uh, right up until October. So um, this year we, we had about 300 submissions. Last year we had over 1,000 which I think goes to show you that 2020 definitely slowed down filmmakers from making films for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. But um, from that, from that uh, group of, of films, um, the programming committee chose, you know, the 60, I think we're 62 or 63 films in total. Um, and, and, uh, and then one of the questions I like to ask when we make the decisions, do you see any like overarching themes? And so we had this long discussion about um, not only like countries that the films came from, but also like the diasporas that were represented. So, you know, many of them were Canadian or, or American sort of Turtle Island area made films, but they were about different, uh, about migration, you know, diaspora, cultural, um, geographic. And so we had long, a long talk about like, what do we call that? How do we frame this? So it doesn't seem like it comes from sort of a, um, 
colonizer perspective, you know, like, mm-hmm. and uh, so we went with international points of view. Some people don't like the term international, but some people don't like the term global. Um, so <laughs> um, we went with international. Um, and then we also thought because we um, are, you know, stuck here really, I mean, we can travel, but we're not encouraged to, um, this would be a good way to sort of frame the festival as, you know, we're taking you, we're taking the trips to you. So mm-hmm. you can still, you know, sin escape um, to 19 different countries over 12 days. Okay. And now with that, because this is also the queer film festival, what is it about the themes or, or the films themselves uh, that uh, is queer? Right. What makes it a queer film festival? Well, I mean, sometimes it's obvious. Um, sometimes it's about <laughs> same-sex relationships. Sometimes it's about, uh, you know, uh, uh, gender. And, and and sometimes it's not so obvious. I mean, we've, we've shown films before that, you know, deal with intersectionality. And I think in this case, with, with, with points of view, international points of view, um, a lot of these filmmakers are making documentaries about themselves and talking about the intersections that exist with their culture and their sexuality or their gender. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I think that for a lot of people um, that are attending the festival, it's become, it's become that, you know, like that you get to see yourself represented, but it's also about learning about, you know, or, or gaining empathy for other people. So, mm-hmm. and, and the queerness to one person, um, it means something completely different to another. So I think people will find as they're watching the films that there's quite a diversity in, in tone and representation and theme as well. Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate that. All right, now let's get into some of the nitty gritty about what's actually going to be taking place in the next couple of weeks, Matt. What's happening on opening night, for example? So, uh, well, opening night, we've decided to try something different. We had two really great films that we couldn't decide which one would be our opening night uh, selection. So, we instead are, are, are having them both. So on a double header, yeah, double, he- yeah, double header. Um, so Thursday, uh, January 27th, um, starting at 7 PM, you'll be able to um, unlock um, two films. Uh, one is called stupid for you. And the other is called wildhood. And um, uh, you can watch them both on, on that, on the Thursday. They're both Canadian um, and they're both um, fairly light. I mean, Super For You is, is very, is, is a comedy. Uh, like a, it's got a lot of music, live music. It's a love story. It's very cute, um, uh, youth sort of themed. And, um, and Wildhood is also a youth themed uh, uh, film, road trip movie with lots of humor but also like some serious um sort of drama as well um but both are like really solid films i'm really excited to screen them and then awesome and then and then so this is how it's going to work this year um so we're going to have blocks of films available for audiences to unlock so if you buy say a passport you get to see everything but you can only watch Mm -hmm. You can only start watching them once they become available. So, so we have two films opening night, and then the following night we have about ten 
what we're calling cinematic adventures that people can choose from. And then on Tuesday, February 1st, we have another 10 or 11 programs. And you can, you can buy tickets to all of them if you want, like I buy a pass, but um, um, if you're concerned about, oh, this is too many, I won't have time. You do have, uh, I think it's 11 days to actually watch the film that you've bought a ticket for. So you don't have to watch it opening, like whenever it starts. Um, okay. have 11 days to watch it and even if you start watching it you still have 48 hours to finish watching it so there's a lot of flexibility there oh sweet yeah. that's great yeah. amazing amazing especially for you know folks maybe they've got young kids at home and have to stop watching their movie because their kid is doing something over there and they have oh i can't get to this and they've got some distraction they can return to it later like the benefit of on demand, if you and, will. And oh. actually, I'm glad that you brought that up, Diana, because there are actually a couple of programs that you could actually watch with your family. Fantastic. Let's hear about them. Yeah, there's um, there's one called um, Home. Oh, gosh. Uh, Homebody. OK. Um, and I believe that's one that starts on um, that you can get on the first on the on the on the Friday. Yeah, it's on the on the Friday, January 28th. It's um it's a comedy. It's a gender um or it's a body switching movie. So like a Freaky Friday, um and it's about a sort of a gender questioning, uh, um young boy who's absolutely obsessed with his babysitter. Who's uh she's a babysitter. She's a doula. She's a you know a young woman in her twenties, and she's very cool. So I can see why he'd be obsessed with her. But um he he finds a YouTube video on meditation, trans meditation, and um, transcendental meditation, and he ends up um, being moved over to the babysitter's body. <laughs> so we have we have a twenty year old, or we have a ten year old trapped in a twenty year old woman's body, and the adventures and Larry that ensues. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Okay, and that yeah, one's great. It, and that one's called yeah. Homebody. Homebody. Awesome. Yeah. And, and then there is a shorts program called the Darling Buds of May. Mm -hmm. And they're all shorts about youth. And um, you, I think there's six or seven shorts um, within that program. And uh, I would just say there, it might not be, it might not be for younger children. There's definitely a one about drag Kings mm -hmm. at the very end um, that is definitely like young, ch young children appropriate. Um, but two of the films are subtitled. Mm -hmm. One's from India, one's from Germany. So, um, you know, little kids might who are six years old might have trouble keeping up with the reading. Okay, right. <laughs> and even thematically, they may it may go over their heads. Right. But they're about children, so I mean that's something that might interest them. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we're really happy to be able to to offer something for families, especially when you know when or if they're they're not in school. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Now, okay, so this will be the second year for a virtual festival. And, and of course, I imagine there was a, a fair amount of uh, really useful learning that happened in the process last year. I wonder if uh, the 2022 festival has uh, presented some new challenges, but also opportunities for you and your team. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of, it was a last minute pivot. I mean, we were offering a hybrid, so we were going to be using the screening room downtown um, for the first, mm -hmm. first five or six days of the festival. Um, so there was a lot mm -hmm. of like sort of last minute scrambling. I mean, we, we do have contracts with all these filmmakers 
and a lot of filmmakers don't want their films shown virtually um, or at the very mm -hmm. least they have to be limited to a certain audience so most of our films well all of our films are only available to people within Ontario um, mm -hmm. and so that was, a, that was a bit of a scramble. We had, you know, ordered decorations and stuff that matched the theme. And so they're sitting in my office. Um, so we may have to recycle the theme for next year. Um, uh, <laughs> or have a really yeah, big party. Yeah, we'll some airplane <laughs> balloons. Um, yeah. Fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the events of platform is pretty easy um it's and pretty uh yeah, pretty easy for people who are sort of technophobes um and um the people that designed that platform are also film festival organizers so mm -hmm. it was it's very intuitive um and i find overall especially if you have roku or apple tv um like it, you can still, you don't have to Chromecast to your television from your laptop or your phone. You can actually download the app and you can watch the films mm -hmm. on your devices like that. So, you know, it's not the most ideal as far as like bringing community together, especially in a, in a queer film festival where we want to bring communities together. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. All right. Well, thank you again for that. And now... Matt, uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, about the platform and the passports. How can people actually find in one convenient location how to get their passports, what the film lineup is going to be and the dates, the schedule, if you will? Right. So I would go to realout2022.eventive.org. Mm -hmm. And that'll take you to the welcome page and you'll see something that says your cinematic itinerary. And so you can just click on that and it'll show you all the different programs. So all the 22 programs that are offered throughout the festival. Mm -hmm. um, and that's sort of like the handiest way to look at it. There also is like a film guide, which breaks down all of the films. Mm -hmm. um, that if you go that rabbit hole route, um, it is what that's exactly kind of what it is. You still start clicking in all the films. And they're not in any particular order except alphabetical. So it doesn't really give you a sense of like when when is coming, when the films are coming. So I think if you if you just choose cinematic itinerary, it'll lay it all out for you cleanly and you can see what what's out there. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, now I gotta ask too, Matt, what's really exciting you most about this year's festival? Oh gee. Um I mean. I think, I mean, well, I, mean I, I can tell you my favorite film of the festival, and I'm not ashamed to say it is this film, Potato Dreams of America. Um, we showed this short film, it's a short version of the film uh, about three years ago. Um, and it's a story about migration. It's a story about a true story about a, the filmmaker Wes Early and his mother who um, um, lived in the former Soviet Union and um, she becomes a mail order bride uh, in order to you know give her son who she nicknamed potato a better life in america and that's all i'm going to say about it but um wes really um told the story very creatively very artistically um and very very funny i mean for for a story that that it is actually quite serious at times but um yeah and then i and then i'm just really excited to about the diversity of the lineup. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so much to see. 
Amazing. Well, this is super exciting. Thanks so much for telling us all about the festival of this year. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you for all your support. Now, see for over the absolutely. years. Absolutely. I did have one last question though. Real Out, of course, has its festival. It's the signature event that happens once a year, but Real Out is very much alive and kicking in the city of Kingston all year long. How can our listeners continue to support Real Out? Uh, perhaps through donations, but also uh, through volunteering, such as how you started way back in the day. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, we have had a lot of volunteers email us. They can, and you can email me anytime at director at reelout.com and just tell me that you're interested in volunteering and hopefully we'll be able to give you something to do. We had so many volunteers that emailed and as well, so excited to respond to them. But unfortunately, when we're virtual, there's no need for volunteers um, so hopefully, hopefully 2022, 2023, <laughs> we'll be back to having volunteers. And then um, what was your, what was how, the how else the can question? folks support financially through donations? Oh yeah. So we are a registered charity. And so you'll get a charitable tax receipt. So if you're looking, you can go to Canada helps um, the best site to go to and just type in real out R E E L O U T. And Love Arts Project will come up. And now also uh, for the benefit of our radio listeners who can't see you in the virtual studio here, I see the Lending Library all behind yeah. you too. Do you want to take a moment to plug the Lending Library? Yeah, so we have, um, we have a, a library of over 2,500 DVDs and Blu-rays um, of LGBT titles. And um, unfortunately, um, uh, because of COVID, we are not actually open to the public, mm -hmm. but um, hopefully by the summer when things have calmed down, uh, we'll be open again. And it's $20 for the year for your library card. And you can just come in and you can take out, sign out any any books or movie. We do, we do have a few books, but, um, but all the movies you want. Um, just like a regular library. Oh man, that's amazing. All right, folks. So yeah. stay tuned for when the lending library opens up again. And I cannot wait. Anything else yes. to add before we close today, Matt? Oh, I just hope everybody enjoys the films and yeah. And thanks again. Thank you, folks. We have been chatting with Matt Salton, the intrepid executive director of the Real Out Queer Film Festival, celebrating its 23rd year uh, starting January 27th. Uh, don't forget to get your festival passes today. Matt, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks for joining us again here on CFRC. Thank you.
2022 Reel Out Queer Film Festival will be running virtually from January 27th to February 7th this year. Come explore international points of view by experiencing stories from 19 different countries across our 22 cinematic adventures, which contain more than 60 films. To book your tickets or for more information, visit us at reelout2022.eventive.org. That's reelout2022.eventive.org. Unfasten your seatbelts, put your seats in the recline position, and enjoy Real Out Queer Film Festival, international points of view. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences. 